0: This is Donald Parham. You're listening to Chargers Unleashed, part
1: of the L.A. Football Network. Stay diggy. And hey, this is Chris the 2nd, Chargers outside
0: linebacker, and make sure you check out Chargers Unleashed. Guys the Chargers Unleashed. Sebastian Joseph Day, you know the vibes, we outside. Are you checking in with Mike Williams from the L.A. Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed.
1: You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Heffner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jay Capner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger, Bolt Family, and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, I really don't understand what is so funny and what has you in <laughs> such a good mood. Maybe did you take three gallons of Athletic Greens this morning? I don't know. I just had a, I just had a coffee, so I'm feeling great. Let me I don't tell know you. what you have to smile about today, sir. but. <laughs> Whoa! He's <laughs> coming in here full pessimism. This is great. We're gonna have a great show today, guys. It's it's not it's not full pessimism. I'm just like, why are you so happy? W- yeah. What what has got you in such a good mood, sir? I'm more like inquisitive look, and intrigued. Look, the sun is shining. I feel great. I have family
0: that I love. You're here. That's uh, okay. Good. Charges unleashed uh, is looking bright. I n- I know you feel uh, that way. On it in the works.
1: Look, I know you can talk on about the draft. Need I go on? I mean, I know you feel like that on a daily basis, but I normally don't see you chuckle like that or have a smile on your face unless I make a joke. So I figured, why, you know, let's go ahead and ask the question, especially under the circumstances of what we're about to talk about on this show. Because (laughs) just yesterday, we all heard the comments from Brandon Staley, first press conference since the debacle of the end of the Chargers season. And now we got to hear some of the First comments from GM Tom Telesco as it relates to how the season ended, how things are going to be moving forward in relation to players, in relation to coaches, a lot of things to dissect. Um, Dan, obviously you already took the show away with talking about how you're feeling, so there's really no need for that question to be asked.
0: (laughs) No, but I want to ask you, Jake, how are you feeling about that press conference as a whole? We'll get into specifics. Obviously, we'll touch base on like the... The big key moments go the highlights right off the top so folks can get their elevator pitch of kind of the instant reactions. But overall, how are you feeling today?
1: Outside the press conference, you know, I've had a nice Thursday. What can I say? Not, obviously, In- as, not obviously as good as yours. Inside the press conference. Ins- I mean, if we're talking about the press conference,
0: you know, there's whatever. Okay, over, under, over, under. Uh, let's see. How many zeros? Um, over under five. No. Over under four and a half, followed by six zeros on the next Justin Herbert contract. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Say that to me again. Four and a half, right. followed by six zeros. So that'd be 4.5 million. Or sorry, four point four
1: hundred and fifty million. excuse me. No, Okay, now we're making Wait, no, that's eight zeros. Damn wow. it. Maybe maybe ask a question that doesn't involve math, Wolkenstein.
0: Over or under the number of rainy days we're gonna have in the next week. I'm gonna put the <laughs> line at point five.
1: God dang it. I'll go over. You wanna okay. you wanna save that math question for the next episode? Go for it. But God. just maybe have that one written down Butcher before you try to unleash that. that one.
0: <laughs> Bluster that one. I'm sorry, guys, gals.
1: Pretend you didn't hear that. Jake, let's talk about it online. Anyways, yeah, let's get past that math question and talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Who remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season? You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports waging information, Bet Online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long. Almost the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit and make sure to use that promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts so tom Telesco had a pretty lengthy press conference and i gotta give him credit for that he
0: was out there answering questions from the folks for about 45 minutes which you don't see that often from many general managers so gotta give him his praise for being out there with his neck on the line uh, being pretty vulnerable, pretty honest and transparent about some of the shortcomings, some of the things that he'd like to see moving forward, some of the disappointment that this end of season loss to the Jaguars kind of brought to him and the team. Uh, Jake, let's kind of talk about overall big picture, key takeaways, kind of the highlights of this press conference. I'll go first. I'll let you go after that. Uh, a couple of big takeaways. Number one, I think this is the most important one. Justin Herbert is going to have a say In the next offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers, both Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley believe he has earned that right. He will have a say in that discussion. Uh, Number two, Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco talked about speed. Tom Telesco today specifically mentioned he would love to have speed at every position. And while speed isn't the only way you can get downfield, kind of talked about Mike Williams' ability to get 20 yards per catch all the time. Uh, he did acknowledge he would like to get more speed at the wide receiver position. Also talked about how important the establishment of a run game is for your offense and it being one of the larger demises of this Chargers second half performance against the Jaguars. Uh, talked about the team As a whole, kind of the metal, the mentality, the makeup, uh, the resolve of the team, um, but also took some on the chin in terms of he felt that he and the team let the fans down with how that performance ended on Saturday against the Jaguars, and it wasn't the way the season wanted to end for him. Those are kind of the main takeaways. There's a bunch more he talked about. Talked about Drew Tranquil and the linebacker staff, which we have some questions about. uh, Talked about what we'd like to see from... The contract extension with Justin Herbert talked about Brandon Staley's job security, um, the whole bunch, but Jake, I gave you kind of my keys. What were some ones you had?
1: Yeah, I did like that as as kind of a a contrast to the Brandon Staley press conference that Tom Slesko opened up with. He wanted to open it with a statement first before he started taking questions and basically just to kind of give his final thoughts on the end of the season, how everything did end. I liked how he put it kind of in a fan perspective that he did acknowledge them Mm -hmm. as part of the group of people that he felt that they were letting down, because honestly, that is the truth. He can't get away from that. But in terms of some of the takeaways, obviously, as you mentioned, Dan, yes, one of the most noticeable, noticeable ones um, was that Justin Herbert is going to be involved in the coaching search. Obviously, I think that's prevalent for where he is now. I think they're absolutely right on the fact that Justin Herbert has earned the right to be in as part of the decision, making for this next uh, coaching staff moving forward. The other one that I thought was interesting, Dan, is the injury questions that he was fired upon as far as just, you know, looking over the injuries and how he yes. kind of just, it's an interesting measurable comparison because if we're talking about the last two years, which is how Tom Telesco summed it up to, to weigh way how much the chargers were injured in 2022 as opposed to how much they were injured in 2021 and to give him more context he was asked questions about the training staff possibly being you know looked at and being reconfigured but he basically was comparing and contrasting this year as opposed to last year where last year the chargers were in top 5 yes, in and one of the healthiest teams. they were yes. one of the healthiest teams opposed to this year they were one of the most injury prone but then he was trying to put it in you know, type of the view of the entire league as to say, well, you know, we're not as we weren't as injured as some of the other teams out there and who were some of the key players that were out. And I think, I mean, yeah, if you're going to take it from a one to one ratio like that, that's a fair argument. But let's talk about because there hasn't been much shift in this training staff since Tom Telesco has been the GM. So why don't we go the full bore and talk about for the duration of the time that he's been the GM since he's been here, I I felt like that question maybe should have just been pushed a little bit further because obviously anybody that's a Chargers fan knows that that injury bug will always, always follow this team around. Um, And then the third one, Dan, as far as some of the, uh, the key comments that were laid out in this, is that, and I know people were asking about this, But you have to understand this when obviously he was pressed about, was Brandon Staley's job ever in doubt? And in short, Tom Telesco basically came out and said, he has our full support. It was never in question. Now, look, I will say this. Just as Tom Telesco does not talk about any specific contract negotiations with players in the media, I'm sure there was a lengthy discussion that took place with Brandon Staley. He's not going to tell the media the details of that conversation. He's just not going to. Do I fully believe that he probably came to Brandon and said, look, we need to collectively make some changes changes on this staff if we're going to move forward. I need you to tell me what needs to be done in order for us to believe that you still you know, deserve this job. I fully believe that a conversation in that realm took place. Yes, it had to have. But... Tom Telesco is not going to tell the media that he's not. Gonna well, he tell
0: also, well, I also think there's a difference between him having the full support and wanting and his job being in jeopardy. So like, for example, Jake, let's just do a little role play here for a second. So let's say I'm Tom Telesco and you're Brandon Staley. You know, I, I come to you. You come to me in my office, Brandon, what the hell? Like that was unacceptable. Like we need to change this. What's your solution? Now, whatever you say, Brandon Staley, if it's not good, Then we have the conversation of is your job in jeopardy? Right. Right. And most most likely Brandon Staley had solutions and had a plan to fix this. Ergo,
1: his job was not in jeopardy. So I don't think he's lying, but
0: I don't think it's
1: all of it, if that makes sense. It's 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 not the full picture, which is why people have questions about that. But he's only Tom Telesco is not gonna give you the full details of that conversation. So nobody should have expected that. But as a GM there's no way that you can look at what has t- what took place with the Chargers in week 18 and then, of course, with the debacle in the playoffs and not have a laundry list of questions on how to move forward. You, you just you can't not have that conversation, which, again, this goes back to me truly believing that Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco are linked as far as their tenure with the Chargers. So depending on what happens next year, there could be some changes that come down. The big offseason.
0: Uh He was asked questions. He being Tom Plus was asked questions about the cap situation this year. And if we're going to see as much movement this year versus last, obviously cap isn't nearly as high for them. Cap space isn't as high as it was last season where we saw all those crazy moves. Doesn't mean we won't see things happen. Then specifically, there have been rumblings Jake about the Chargers from fans. Some of them asking if they should get rid of Keenan Allen and they should trade him. They should get rid of him, Whatever that means uh, was was asked about it today and Tom Telesco said releasing Keenan Allen to alleviate cap space is not tempting to him. Now there are things that says and does not say that says they do not want to get rid of Keenan Allen to alleviate cap space. That does not mean that they would not like to alleviate cap space. So could that be a restructure? Who knows? So there's two things in there. Let's not get it twisted but they do not want to get rid of Keenan Allen because they want to save cap. So that won't be a solution for caps specifically. Um, Tom Selesko talked about kind of the, the, the traits they're looking for, which kind of mirrored what Brandon Saley said in terms of their next GM. They said that they're looking for leadership, the ability to teach and communicate
1: concepts in a simple manner. You mean head coach. <laughs> Sorry, not, not new GM, new head coach. Oh, I'm sorry, new, uh, new oh, offensive, offensive coordinator. Coach. I'm sorry, yes. Even offensive I said it wrong the second Thank time. You. Yes. <laughs> Tom Telesco is maybe saying... Maybe eventually Justin Herbert will have the input on both of those positions. Who knows? The new
0: offensive coordinator traits, leadership, the ability to teach and communicate concepts in a simple manner, background and who they've learned from, but also said, this is again interesting, that experience is not necessarily as important to them, which Jake, you and I both talked about. Experience might be something that... I think fans and some people who are critical, are probably wanting to see from the next, next offensive coordinator with possibly the ability to kind of bring some checks and balances with some of those larger decisions that maybe Brandon Staley hasn't had the experience
1: in. Um,
0: we'll see, so yes. that sounds interesting.
1: It, now it's interesting, and maybe the, the cap was kind of tipped a little bit when we got reports earlier today, before Tom Telesco's press conference, that the Chargers had actually put in a request to interview the Vikings' offensive coordinator, Wes Phillips. And it's kind of a it's kind of a mirror of both situations because, as far as an offensive coordinator goes, he only has one year of experience with that with the Minnesota Vikings. Prior to that, he coached uh, tight ends. From 2013 to 2021, with um, with the Los Angeles Rams, and but in total he has 15 years of head coaching experience. So it's, of it's coaching, a, coaching, coaching, experience. yes, of, of coaching experience, and that's throughout a number of different positions, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a little bit mixture of both. Okay, so you're looking for someone who's long tenured, but still is relatively young when it comes to having the title of either offensive coordinator, quarterbacks, coach, whatever it is. Um, and obviously the relationship between Brandon Staley and Wes Phillips was documented during their time together in 2020 when they ultimately won to a Super Bowl. He helped coach up Gerald Everett during his time with the Rams. Um, but unfortunately for the chargers, that request was denied by the Minnesota Vikings. So it doesn't look like Wes Phillips is going to be an option. So obviously the search continues as it stands right now. But it is interesting, though, looking at that in terms of a overall scheme.
0: You know, people talk about like, oh, why would they want to have a guy who, you know, was working with Kirk Cousins? Well, if you look at it, that offense is pretty darn good. And you look at how that offense was schemed around its playmakers, specifically Justin Jefferson, specifically Dalvin Cook. That's what I think Chargers fans and a lot of folks are wanting to have from the Chargers is like feature the guys that you should get the ball. And in that lens, in that regard, the Vikings offense coordinator has done a great job. Um, Jake, another part. Uh, J.C. Jackson's injury status was brought up, and he mentioned that, you know, still a long way to go. It's a it's a pretty rare injury, but J.C. has the uh, positives that he not only is young, but is also in incredible shape that that bodes well for him in this injury process that he will recover fully. Uh, there is no timetable for it yet, but they're probably going to be getting into that here in a bit, um, as well as when they talked about. I'm going to get your take on this, Jake. I don't know if you caught this or if folks out there listen to this, but Brandon or but Tom Telesco was asked about uh, some of the performances from different roster positions on this team, and he praised and called out the linebackers, the inside linebackers on the team, and talked about the importance and how well Drew Tranquil has played. Talked about his leadership, the attitude, play qualities, but also said they haven't had contract extension talks with him yet. And Telesco did say that now's not the time. They didn't think about that. That'll probably happen the next week or two, he said, when they start having those discussions, so think early February. Um, But on on the heels of the Will Hoyt decision to let go, and you see what Will Hoyt did with a Drew Tranquil, you see what he's done with a Kaiser white in years past, a Chenin Wosu for the linebacker position to have been a bright spot, but then to then relieve the duties of that coach. I have questions. Yeah. Um, Real quick. I'm I'm surprised nobody
1: like spoke up.
0: Nobody doubled down on that.
1: Yes. Uh, real quick, I want to just I, I misspoke a second ago when I was talking about Wes Phillips. I had said that he had coached between 2013 to 2021 tight ends for the Rams. That's not true. He was he's coached tight ends for the last for that duration, but he's done it with three separate teams. He was with the Rams for only two seasons. So ap- apologies if I misspoke on that. Um in terms of the linebacker position, yeah, Dan, this was this one was interesting. I mean, I liked the and I and I think they. I'm not sure if you had said it actually just right now, but it was Popper that was asking him this question in regards to the linebacker situation in relation to Drew Tranquil, and he he turned it back to Kaiser White's season that he had just the year prior. Mm. I mean, we said it yesterday on the show, Dan. That's a third subject. Of all the coaches that you thought would have warranted getting let go. Matt Wilhoyt would have been at the bottom of that list, considering what he's done with the likes of Kaiser White and Drew Tranquil over the last couple of years. And so it's it'll be interesting to see like, okay, well, if you didn't think that he was good enough, who are you expecting to come in to do a Pretty better high job? Bar. Yeah, to do a better job, and I know that this probably goes into the whole account as far as getting the linebackers to play better on the perimeter that Brandon Staley had touched on yesterday during his press conference. But still, yeah, it is a little bit of a contradictory statement to make. It doesn't surprise me in the least that he didn't that he hasn't talked about numbers with Drew Tranquil. I because that's the way he usually plays things, nor will we probably know exactly when those conversations end up taking place because he doesn't like discussing contract situations with the media. It's going to be like one of those situations where you're sitting at home and it's 9.30 in the morning and you're just done with your bowl of cereal and then boom, it's going to pop up right on your Twitter feed. It's going to be something like that. So that doesn't surprise me at all, but given how Drew has played, There's no argument in terms of your in-house free agents that he has to be the top priority going into this offseason because that linebacking unit without Drew Tranquil after you've already lost Kaiser White, there's not much to show there for it. So not only should you re-sign him, but it'll be interesting to see who this next linebacker coach that you're going to have come into this role.
0: That'll be an interesting discussion. We'll have it later in terms of kind of contract negotiations and what to look for and what to kind of take into account. Um, but that's for another day. Uh, Jake, a couple of the players that were brought up specifically that I thought was interesting. Uh, he was asked about the Nazir Adderley performance over the year, over the in course of the year, uh, and Telesco brought up the fact that while he played well at the beginning of the season, the consistency wasn't there, and seeing kind of the growth and performance of Alohi Gilman was very much needed. You know, he, he added that he's a very athletic player. He cares a lot about football. That's not a glowing rave review for someone who you would want to keep on the team. So like you said, you've predicted, I don't see Nazir Adderley back. And it's such a shame because like, arguably the best hype video highlights of any college player that I've seen in the secondary since I've been covering the team. Uh, he also brought up a couple of the players, Mike Davis and Jamari Salyer. On Jamari Sawyer, both his performance in the playoffs as well as just over the season, quote, I mean, he saved us this year. Jamari never flinched. Um, he did note that as much as he'd like to take credit, it was never his intention to have Jamari Saul here be able to take over for Rashawn Slater if that went down. And he credits the coaching staff to kind of making that happen. So kudos to Telesco for not just taking that as a little carrot in his hat. Uh, and then Mike Davis. Somebody's asked about Mike Davis, and Tom Telesco perked up at this one, and he's like, "I don't want to. I don't want to play favorites. I'm. Fa- I'm paraphrasing here." I don't want to play favorites, but he was arguably the one that I was most proud of. Given what he had gone through in the offseason, personally, professionally, given how much work he's put in, given kind of how he took on this role. You know he had to come up from being kind of in the backup situation and to how well he performed this year. He was incredibly proud of him. Uh, it's talked about kind of that's the kind of player that you want to have on your team. So. He definitely talked about a lot of character guys. He also talked about the the metal of this team and you need to have that to kind of be able to handle some of the diversity that obviously this team has handled as well as Trey Pipkins. Last one. Uh, He talked about how he was able to handle the injuries that he sustained. I think there was plural in there. And I think it was Isaiah Spill or excuse me, uh, Austin Eckler who had talked to us about how he's out there basically like on one leg, but he's kind of, duking it out for his fellow brothers. Um, a lot of praise to go around, you know. Uh, it, it was interesting to kind of see that, but some interesting takeaways for specific players who are looking for new contracts. Drew Tranquil, obviously. Nazir Adeli, Lohi Gilman. Uh, obviously, we're looking at Trey Pipkins. He's looking to become a, he's a free agent now. A lot of decisions.
1: Yeah, in terms of the Nazir Adeli one, that's, that might be as... Subtly telling as you could possibly get when you hear some of those comments. And again, <laughs> not so subtle. <laughs> I mean, subtle, not so subtle, whatever you want to call it, you know, the the nice way of explaining the situation. But it, it was telling in situations throughout the season when Elohi Gilman started getting the starting role over Nasir Adderley in these type of situations. And just like you, you know, it's unfortunate that we never got a chance to see the. Dynamic duo that was supposed to be Nasir Adderley and Derwin James between the free safety and the strong safety spot. It just didn't end up materializing that way. Um, unfortunately, I don't believe that his future is going to be with this team anymore. I think that this is your opportunity to reload at the position. And obviously, with you selecting JT Woods, I'm sure he'll have a much more prominent role in this secondary next year, but doesn't mean that you shill, still should not look to reinforce the back end of your depth. And who knows what Mark, Mark Webb is. Going Going to be with this team next year. He was just signed to a future contract earlier this week. So you definitely have some options there, but I definitely think that um Unfortunately, Nasir Adderley's tenure with his team has unfortunately come to the end. The, t- the situation with Jamari Sawyer, I mean, you can't mince words on that to <laughs> think about what he had to do. And again, you're never going to be able to duplicate the performance of Rashawn Slater. I mean, very few people can when it comes to offensive tackles in this league. But in that type of situation, and Dan, you remember, I can't remember exactly what game it was. I think it was coming up, if I remember correctly, before the announcement was done. It was the Houston game that we were coming up to earlier this season. And... With everything that had gone on when we see Storm Norton getting inserted into the lineup when someone goes down, we just kept saying to ourselves, the fan base had talked about it, like, yo, we can't keep having this type of personnel because it's now been almost a year and a half that we have had this bad film on tape. And for all the flack that you want to give Brandon Staley for some of his questionable decision-making... This was actually one of the more ballsy and better decisions that he made. One of the few. And when he made that announcement, I thought to myself, okay, finally, somebody saw something and somebody spoke up and somebody had the fortitude (laughs) to make this decision. And thankfully for them, for the remainder of the season, it ended up being a better decision. So, yeah, Jamari Sawyer, again, one of the more unsung heroes in this team, but... Was a huge part of it in terms of Michael Davis goes, whew, Dan. Do you remember the off season and the some of the flack that he was getting with some of That's his bad luck. with some of his training camp answers that he was talking about what was responsible for his uh, his down year that he had in twenty twenty one, and then to respond like that when your big time secondary free agent goes out and you get thrown into a starting role, Dan. What did he finish with on the year? What was it fourteen pass breakups? I mean, as as a corner. And the passer rating that he allowed during his time of being in the starting lineup, I mean, that's a fantastic way to rebound as a player. He was was
0: the best corner on this Chargers team this year. And when I say a bad look, it was a bad look for some of the people who were questioning him and for criticizing him for some of the stuff that he was going through. Not a bad look on Michael Davis for being honest and transparent. Uh, I think that was just shocking that people took it that way.
1: Arguably the best insurance policy that the Chargers had on this team. And then finally, with Trey Pipkins, you know, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with Trey Pipkins because you talk about a guy who, in this offseason, put in the work off the field with Rashawn Slater, with his offensive line coach, getting trained, honing his craft, getting better. And unfortunately, he had to battle some up and down injuries that came along this season, but overall, had his best season that he's had with his team. So. Price tag wise, it could look interesting given the fact of since he's been with this team, what the play has looked like, and then of course having to hamper some of the injuries. So, could you get him at a better, let's just call it the usual coupon Tom type of price? Let's say who knows. He he, lo- he loves keeping his own, and Trey Pipkins is one of the
0: uh, success stories, if you will. Price. for Tom telesco so I would not be
1: surprised if they try hard to bring him back I'm, I'm sure Tom's probably sitting back there and saying he's like we mean I can't draft in the third round this guy was one of my third round picks and now look at him now <laughs> you know unfortunately <laughs> look just, at me now we, we, we wait until the final <laughs> year of his contract to finally say it but I mean look there's there's nothing that could be taken away from Trey pipkins on what he meant to this offensive line when he was in there and the work that he put in in the off season. so has he deserved a contract extension yeah And for once, it would be good to not have so much reshuffling of the offensive line with guys moving in and out. A couple other ones. Um, Tom
0: Tleska was asked about JT Woods and his production and his, um, I guess, uh, time with the team on the field. He mentioned that because, you know, obviously he didn't have that many snaps during the season. This is going to be a big offseason, not just for him, but also for Isaiah Spiller. Uh, So those two names were talked about specifically, both of which were drafted last year. Uh, Where he we expects this to be a big offseason for both of them. Um, I mean, no surprise, he had so many glowing things to say about Justin Herbert. I mean, nothing really new about him that we haven't heard from before, but he gushed about him uh, and is excited to have him on the team for a long time. <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, I know we kind of went rapid fire here. Those are kind of the main takeaways or the things I thought were important enough to discuss. Uh, again, Kudos to Tom Telesco for having that long of a conversation with the reporters. Um, I still do have some questions. I'm going to be honest. I still have some questions around kind of role responsibilities with the offensive coordinator slash Brandon Staley, how that's going to go. I wonder, you know, some of the mistakes that have happened in the past, if they've learned from them kind of what they're going to be focusing on. But again, you can't get all of that in one press conference from each of them. Like, this is a fluid situation. We'll find out more probably as people are hired. Um, but on the whole, I think they did pretty well. You know, I wouldn't say they did stellar. I think they both handled it about as well as they could. I think, you know, some people are irked with how Brandon Staley answers some of these questions. Some call him arrogant. I call him confident. Uh, some call him unable to, you know, stubborn. Um, you know, I think. Some of it is inexperience, and and you know that. I think the team and coaching staff and the ownership know that, and that kind of comes with the territory. Uh, nobody questions, for example, um, Mike Tomlin or Bill Belichick or Andy Reid with their "quote unquote" arrogance or stubbornness. Well, it's because
1: they've earned the right to be arrogant and stubborn. Damn.
0: But remember, Andy Reid blew a crazy lead in the playoffs. And nobody
1: yep. was, I,
0: I'm just, I'm just saying like, yeah, sure. Like this happens and nobody that's, after,
1: this. that's after years and years and years sure. of success that I'm he had saying, already established.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying that arrogant stubbornness goes fine when you're winning and we'll find out. So those are some of the questions I still had some concerns still, obviously, but as a whole, I think that we saw some transparency. Uh, we saw some vision that I think a lot of people were looking for, And quite honestly, of all the questions, I think kind of the biggest ones for me and you were how they were going to solve this offense and giving Justin Herbert more control, having kind of a a Kyle Shanahan scheme for this offense, hoping to establish a running game and to eliminate some of the explosions allowed on defense, but also improving your offense on first down, which Tom Flesco talks about, those are big steps. They, you know, a lot of coaches won't say exactly what they're looking for unless, like, that's what they're going to get. And so, I while we still have things to go, I think we're still in a good place. We learned a lot from these last couple of days.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think I kind of lean on more of the. There are some answers that we should have figured that we weren't going to get or that we weren't going to like whether it was from brandon staley or tom telesco i don't think that that should have been a surprise that we didn't hear exactly what we wanted to hear but this is what comes with the nfl media and how they train you to deal with the media it's the same thing that coaches say to their players with certain questions that may come up and how to answer them um i will say this i love the way that the media pressed on both Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco to try and get some of those answers. I thought that was actually one of the more aggressive media scrums that the media has taken with both of them, to be perfectly honest, Mm -hmm. because they tried to push as much as they can for clarity, whether that came to the Mike Williams debacle of week 18 or just to get some clarity from the whole injury, Tom Telesco claiming that that's over overblown type situation. Um, you know what any type of the coaching decisions, what have you. But I think we got just a couple little nuggets as far as that are good, Justin Herbert being involved in the co- the next search for this offensive coordinator. I did like how Tom Telesco said, you know we're not going to be a 50/50 balanced team, which I truly believe, that Thank you. That, which I truly believe was kind of the game plan that Joey that Joe Lombardi was trying to, I guess implement. In the season
0: or in the playoffs? Yes.
1: No, in the season. In the season. I feel like he was still trying to implement a balance of that because you saw how often that the Chargers still would technically run the ball, even if it was on inopportune downs. I love the – what was it, Dan? Second and 16 play that they decided to do a run play in the Jaguars game. I mean (laughs) – Great timing on that, even though you know you can't run the ball that well. So, this offense is going to go as Justin Herbert goes, and you need to have him be at the forefront of it. But you definitely still need to be able to run the ball and have it complement your offense as a whole. So We'll see what takes place. We're not done with with coaching changes. I still think that we'll get a couple more of those announcements before the week's out. We've already heard a couple people that are the Chargers have been interviewing on both sides of the ball this week thus far. Still in the early stages, but we'll see what happens, Dan. This is the beginning of a long off season, uh, and let's just say we'll see where this goes.
0: How would you grade? Last question. How would you grade these last two days of press conferences, respectively, Brandon Staley? Tom Pelesko. I'm not talking, again, we're not talking about like how great did they do this season? I'm just saying in terms of like the actual press conference, how do you think they handled it?
1: You know, I'll give it a B minus. I'll give it a B minus. Cause I still think I, I, I liked Staley's answers as far as saying, you know, I take full responsibility of what happened. I still think there could have been a little bit more context into his decision-making overall given how you saw other teams operate in different ways to keep their players healthy. I still love the fact that the media pushed him on that question with Tom Telesco. We should know by now that we're only going to get so much. So it's kind of just like, okay.
0: Surprise. I honestly, I was surprised. I think we got more from Tom Telesco than I was expecting. Hmm, I got more from him than I did Brandon Staley, if I'm being honest.
1: Okay. that's, That's your call on that, which <laughs> I mean, I can disagree, <laughs> but you know, in terms of coaching hires interest, you know, we got some couple nuggets of that Justin Herbert's involvement. That's great. We knew we weren't going to get anything in terms of any contract talks uh, or any specifics that they were looking for, or if they even had started those conversations, as Tom Telesco said, they don't plan to start those at least until next month. Shout out uh, to Ed
0: McGuire. Let's go.
1: So yeah, he's got a, he's got a busy off season ahead of him. That's for sure. But you know, it's just, it's kind of middle of the road. You got some answers that you liked some that maybe you would have wanted a little bit more context on from both guys. Um, But overall, I give it a B minus.
0: I think the thing is like, no matter, I mean, it can only be so good when a a team loses that way to end the season. You know, at the end of the day, I think what's important is, did they pass? Like, I I think they both passed these press conferences. Uh, They didn't fail. Um, so I I think there's no way they get an A+. There's just no way. Uh, So I think some people's expectations are a little much, and some people just let that hate flow it through like it never ends, uh, like the Nile River. Uh, Jake puts a bow on the end-of-season press conferences from the general manager and the head coach. Next up, we get to talk about all things Contract negotiations, who should be staying on the team, who should be going, who should we be looking after in free agency, and also, Jake's favorite day of the year, April, can't come soon enough. We get to talk about draft draft prospects, which you know... Shrine Bowl's coming up here in a couple weeks, baby. (laughs) You know that we are going to have some guests who know a thing or two about draft prospects, so look out for those. But lots of things to go over in this offseason. It's going to be a whirlwind. Uh, guys, gals, family, friends, neighbors, haters, you all, we love all of you. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Chargers Unleashed. For Jake Hefner, find him at Jake T. Hefner. Myself at Dan W. Sports. Happy Thursday. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon on the next
1: Chargers Unleashed.